Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social Preaching Fun. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. On the knobs and dials, take up the audio, guys. I'm here to preach some fun. That's right. I also <laughs> like that we keep getting corrected on, why don't you try uh, eliciting fun or serving fun? I was like, the preaching is what connects us to Penn Sunday School. <laughs> That's the part that we're holding on to. the other one I heard the, the other day? It was sounded pretty good, but still, it's like... I have, we don't really oh, enabling fun. Enabling. I like enabling fun. But then we enabling don't. We don't, we don't even have the phrases to connect no. us to Penn Sunday School. But I like enabling fun. Enabling fun. Preaching fun would look good on a T-shirt. Enabling yeah. fun would look really weird on a T-shirt. <laughs> enabling fun would look weird on a T-shirt, but that's okay. Brothers uh, and sisters, I'm here to preach some fun. Oh boy, lay your hands on me. All right, so uh, we have a guest right off the bat. We have someone on we Skype, do. right? Yes, from the Great White North. It's my pal. Nug Nargang, he is an improviser, star of, I would say, say co-star of the great podcast Illusionoid, and also co-host of Aftermath TV, a wrestling show only available in Canada. I've tried my damnedest by hook and crook to try and watch this thing, and I can't see it because it's only on Canada TV. Uh, Beyond that, uh, all kinds of improv uh, goofs and shenanigans he's up to nug, nug welcome to the show oh hey thanks guys i you know i listen to you guys all the time so it's kind of like a dream to be a guest all right well thank you and then go ahead feel free to correct all the things paul got wrong in your intro oh, weirdly enough he got it all right see look at is that. it really called canadian tv yeah canadian it's TV? uh the Can- it's we have uh you know the Great White North of Canada has two different sports channels. What? And, uh, <laughs> and we're on the other one. Uh, we're okay. on Sportsnet. <laughs> we're on uh, the other and one. And that's the same, the same company that owns Sportsnet also owns the Raptors and the Blue Jays. Right. All right. We should, uh, we should talk brass tacks Canada talk right now since we have them on the, on Absolutely. the line. Well, Rob Ford <laughs> just died. Rob Ford died. Apparently there was something about his lifestyle that wasn't healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, there's a lot of things about that guy's lifestyle that wasn't healthy. That guy's breakfast was just a Tim Tim Hortons donut and meth omelet, right? It was oh. just crack. Yeah, the, the sprinkles on top looked like the blue crystals from uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, but it's Mr. Funny, Mayor, what would you the, like for breakfast? I'd like some crack. The online, uh, the Twitter uh, war up here right now is going on between people who are sad that he died and he had a family and, you know, sad because somebody died. And the other half of Twitter going, you don't have to be sad because the guy was a dick. And so it's a weird war happening right now. It is a weird war. And and it's somewhere along. I don't think you have to mourn every death, but I also don't think you should celebrate like like when people celebrate like Bill O'Reilly getting his kids taken away from him or like Scalia or Scalia dying. Like I'm not into celebrating death, but Rob Ford is still funny to me. I'm not going to let his death make his life not hilarious to me. (laughs) No, I think every, the, our mayor, our current mayor, John Tory came out today with a statement that said he was very human. Well, that, is, like, that is the worst insult available in Canada. It's but t- also the nicest thing you can say. Right? That's perfect. Yeah. He, ha- he took up a lot of space. <laughs> Rob, Rob he Ford. breathed air. He used a lot of resources that were available to him. <laughs> Rob Ford was not my buddy guy. 
but he was my guy, buddy. He a was not my friend, pal. A lot of people aren't anything. He certainly was something. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's because you guys got, now you guys have it like, you guys have like your Kennedy right now. You got that really sexy uh, oh, prime minister. Oh, my wife oh. can't get enough. What's his name again? Justin Trudeau. Oh, my wife is losing her shit over this dude. So what a leap politically to go from being known for Rob Ford to being known for this charismatic, sexy prime minister. Yeah, he's got the, he's got this cool young swagger. And when he was a little baby, uh, his father was uh, prime minister Pierre Trudeau, and uh, I think some, I think it was Nixon actually said that ba- that this baby, young Justin, will someday be prime minister, and now he is. Yeah, it's bizarre, and he he really is right out of a storybook right now. What is is everyone in Canada hoping another shoe doesn't drop with him? Because they literally, even like the World Conference, are like you talk to the youth of the world. Like they yeah. they don't they don't shy away from it. it. Seems like the whole world is like, look at this guy go. Well, I think it's because he's got more eyes on him than some decrepit old sixty year old weirdo. You know, like right. a lot of the other countries they have people out of in this. charge. Of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you guys elect Trump, no one's going to listen to him. That's you know? true. Yeah. And uh, I guess he's talking about smoking the smoking the ganja. Oh yeah, he's reg. trying to get that uh, legalized. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also today's the big day that his budget drops. Like uh, the federal budget's going to drop today, Let and everybody thinks drop. he's going to be cutting so much from the last budget. Ooh, wait a minute. So he's like uh, he's like uh, socially liberal, but then fiscally conservative. Is that what's going on? Yeah, the conservatives were conservative across the board, uh, and too, too far too much. So every, uh, so every was like every citizen is in this seeing the, the budget get cut, the big budget get cut. Yeah, the, the, everybody figures there's going to be cuts because the uh, conservatives before the liberals uh, they had a large surplus, uh, like a huge debt. So oh. uh, they did everything they could to make sure nobody talked about it. I'm scratching my yeah. head, conservatives had the debt. Isn't it the yes. opposite of what they're supposed to be doing? What's even worse is that we have more than two parties. Yeah, which already we can't we can't deal with that. We can't keep yeah. up with it. It's strange because here in the states, I was I said this on Penn Sunday School. It's funny. I do a podcast with two co-hosts who could care less what I have to say politically all the time. So I never, despite my large platforms, I get nothing out. I think. <laughs> right. But I was basically saying that like, we need new political parties because we don't allow access to great candidates in our country anymore. Now right. it's become such a weird game of like who wants to suffer through the bullshit to possibly become president. That's kind of the system we have set up right now. Well, I've listened. Yeah. I've listened to part of this week's Sunday School, and you said something that I thought was really good. Which was the four people that are left, tr- not not counting uh, Kasich, no, but uh, as, Trump, as Cruz, no yeah, Trump, Cruz, uh, Clinton, and Sanders. Like those four should just be running for president. Yeah, I wish we had four political parties. It's so clear that we have the Democratic Socialists and the regular Democratic Party, yeah. and we have the traditional, you know, conservative Tea Party Republican and the kind of whatever the the, the idiots, right, and the idiotic party, <laughs> and the orange guy, yeah, and the and the people we who. Have- we and the self-destructive party. Our conservatives are our Republicans, and then on the left we have the liberals and the new what what are called the New Democratic Party. And okay. it's almost as if the liberals are Hillary and the New Democrats are Bernie. Right. Okay. okay. That makes so sense. So everybody, while you love the guy leading the New Democrats, or we had a guy that led the New Democrats for a long time named Jack Layton, and we loved, everybody loved that guy, and he could have been Prime Minister, but nobody wanted anybody else in his party in any kind of power. Mm. Oh, so that's, 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 they don't carry that kind of weight like that. No, and we we, don't get to vote directly for Prime Minister. We have to vote for the party, and then the represent, the party that wins, their leader becomes Prime Minister. 
Gotcha. Oh, that's why it works in England too, right? Yes, yeah. that's how it works in England. Yeah, yeah. That unfortunately makes more sense, I think. But we don't like that because it's not the supreme popularity contest that it right. is here. Right. It takes away that magic. We're nuts. I just, I just want one of the political parties. I want one of the major political parties in America to go back to being fiscally conservative. Yeah. Because nobody is fiscally conservative. No, no, no political party in America is fiscally conservative well, it's anymore. Because you can't, you can't run, you can't run for president and be like, "Watch me do less." Watch me take stuff away from yeah. some group. You see all this? We're gonna stop that. We're gonna stop that too. And yeah. in place of that, nothing. Yeah, right. You can't run that. You only can run with. More. Like I always say, that everyone says that everyone runs like they're gonna run for genie. That's why I think actually Bernie Sanders isn't that scary run of a candidate. Genie. Because as a as a as a negotiator and a mover and shaker of the country's policies and, and, and appointing people, I think he'll be just fine. And all this nutty stuff isn't going to happen. No, all this nutty stuff will never yeah. go through. So like he seems like the least dangerous and the most likable person we could put in the office as anybody right I now. I do. I, I was having a conversation with somebody about Sanders just with that the other day though. Yeah. Which is Sanders has been a major politician in this country for a couple of decades. Sure. And I I can't. You know, I, I can't imagine those these these outlandish policies of his actually getting pushed through, even yeah. if he were elected, which is highly unlikely. Sure, but if, if he were elected, I can't imagine them being put, getting getting pushed through. On the other hand, he has a shit ton of experience in the government. Yeah, and so would he just be saying these things, knowing that he? Because I mean, he has to know one way or another. Yeah, because he has a, he has more experience than either of yeah, us. He do. knows what's going to happen, not going to happen once he becomes yeah. press. Yeah, he, he knows more than we do. And yeah. so I mean, is he, so is he pushing these things knowing that they won't happen, or does he have an idea how to make them happen? I don't think he knows how to be off message. Doug, what do you think? I think that this is our favorite television show in Canada right now. <laughs> I was just about to say that it's got to be. This is the most entertaining thing for us, us to watch. You guys decide if you're going to burn your country to the ground or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It is fascinating. So it is. It's basically like we have our Rob Ford. We have Rob Ford. You one hundred percent have Rob Ford, and he's running for president. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Tell us about Trump. Oh, Explain what? Trump to us. He is your classic wrestling heel. <laughs> he is Rob Ford, and, and he's saying everything. You know when when there's a, a UFO sighting and some Johnny Lunchpail from the trailer park goes, "I seen it." <laughs> I seen it, and they talked all, and they talked the loudest and the dumbest stuff. This is that guy speaking for me. <laughs> he just, he's, he's just, he just got billions instead of, instead of uh, thousands. Yeah, he, yeah. Rather than talking through cupped hands, you're giving him a microphone. So Donnie Lunchpail. I was just say Donnie Lunchpail. So as uh, going from the 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 politics and UFO world, transitioning <laughs> over to your fantastical podcast, Illusionoid. Yes. For our listeners who don't know, Illusionoid, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Get ready but, to correct, Paul. Well, what okay. What what they do is, uh, Nug and his friends improvise a radio play in the yes. style of a '40s era broadcast, yes. and then after they've done the entire piece, go back, edit it a little bit, and add sound effects and music. Yeah, we improvise it in one shot, and we uh, we do it just sitting around a microphone at uh, my friend Lee's place. Lee Smart and Paul Bates are the other two guys, and we're all Second City people here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sit around and get grab a title. We either get one from our fans, or we open up an old anthology of sci-fi and randomly pick one. 
And then we improvise for about 20 minutes. And then we, after the fact, one of us adds sound effects and music to make it sound like the old radio shows. And then we put it up online, and we've been doing it for about five years now. Yeah, and there it was. Oh, I heard it. He finally said about. It's such a good relief. Oh, oh sorry I guys, I, I should have gotten around to that sooner. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it felt so good. <laughs> it's a very polished uh, piece once it's all uh, said and done, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A couple episodes. Uh, do you really... do a lot of prep going in, or is there like a form that you guys are accomplishing by doing your your live radio plays? When we do them, uh, when we do it, we're trying to do, we were improvising for a while and entering little tournaments up here. And every time we did a scene, it turned, like we somehow turned it into Twilight Zone. Like okay. everything's going great until right at the end and then it's certain doom. So we joked that we should be doing a radio Twilight Zone. And then we started thinking about how that would present itself. So when we do our, our format is we just improvise and lock it in and that's the story but we have a host like a rod serling or a crypt keeper okay for our show sure who is the last surviving human being in the universe in the far-flung future okay and he is beaming back these stories to your time radio and telling you once you hear this story go prevent this from happening and you'll stop all of humanity from being destroyed oh fun but great allow- that form allows us to just do anything and of course you you as the listener can never do anything about it. Yeah. So that's what just lately one of our recent intros, Paul, who plays the old the last surviving human, he basically yelled at the listener, I've been doing this for five years and you've done nothing. Okay, so <laughs> you've had uh so five years of episodes? How many episodes do you have up? Do you go is it always uh, we weekly? Do, once every two we do one every two weeks. It gives us a little bit of editing time. We've got I just put up a new one today, so we have hundred and twenty two episodes up online. Hundred and twenty two episodes and uh do are like in other words, like uh, what 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 happens when you really come across like a gem when you really accomplish like a really cool? Ooh, uh, we love tale? it. Like I mean, we always say it's our favorite dumb thing to do. Like it's just us having fun when we come across a really good one. We think, oh, this is what we start sending it around to our friends in the in the radio business up here or our friends in cartoons. Like, hey, take this and maybe animate something on it. You know, right. That's always the thing. We when we go off on our tangents, where someone can animate the hunk. The thing about animation, it just takes so long. Well, I'm lucky. Uh, I've got uh, our our uh, listener Thomas Head from uh, Geek Shock is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's put together a couple of animation pieces from stuff I've done on that show. Oh, nice. He's almost done with the Rapper's Delight uh, vampire working at the bowling alley that I just did. <laughs> Which is, it's coming along really nicely. See, this is that's an extra like twisted uh, knife to Nug here. Nug, Nug needs an animator, and, y- and yours, well, your and animator's ours, being... are, ours are twenty to twenty five minutes long. It's a lot of fun to do the live shows, which we're starting to do monthly up here because we just set up microphones and have live music and sound effects. Oh, that's awesome! And we're starting to uh, we're getting some of our friends to guest on the show, and then we're also in the middle of the show interviewing. Uh, last month we interviewed a sci-fi author, a local sci-fi author. Okay. And then t- took uh, ideas from the interview and plopped that into the second story. Oh, neat. And this month we're interviewing a scientist who specializes in nanotechnology. So how many tales per episode? Just one tale? One tale per episode, and at a live show we'll get two, and then it's easy for us to get two episodes out of that. Okay, so you always break those up in episodes. All right, so you have 122 episodes. It's called Illusionoid? Yes, it is. All right, uh, name, uh, what are some popular ones? If someone's going to check you guys out for the first time, uh, what do you recommend? First season, there's a really great one called Time Goat that I think is about 15 minutes long. Time Goat. Uh, 
Time Goat. We got written up for one uh, by Splitsider uh, called Tank Reynolds uh, Mole Master. Uh, and then we <laughs> just gold, had dude. one at the beginning of this season. The beginning of the fifth season was called Day Million. And uh, that was another one that people really seemed to like. Day Million. All but right. we've also had like live shows and also in-studio shows with guys like Colin Mockery and Scott Thompson. And uh, we did one with Billy West from Futurama during a Comic-Con. Oh, I love Billy West. Billy West is yeah, great. Yeah, it was really fun to just, it was kind of like improvising with your uncle. He's like, I do a cool Frank Sinatra impression. And you're like, well, okay, well, we got to let him do it. Did you know Billy West before <laughs> he was in studio with you? Not at all. And he, we did it live at Comedy Bar here in town. So we had met him just five minutes before the show. He is a, an intense motherfucker in person. He's, yeah, he's crazy. It's great. Yeah. He, I, I heard him interviewed a few times at Penn Sunday School. And then we interviewed him. Uh, he came on for like a third appearance. And I was finally in studio for when Billy West was there. And uh, but what, what a genius. And also just fucking stone-faced intense in person. He's such. He does all these goofy characters. And he's so funny. And so out there, imagination-wise. But then you... When you really are next to him, the vibe with him is like so crazy intense. Yeah, it was like it was kind of like that. Uh, inter we interviewed him first in front of a live crowd, and then when we improvised, it was like, oh, okay, oh, he turned a corner. Like he went from super intense and yeah. answering these serious answering these questions very seriously into this human cartoon. Yeah, there's just a gear shift with with him. Yeah, it's huh. it's yeah. unreal. Um. Well, cool. So I will check out those episodes. You guys have, or I believe you have submitted Jock versus Nerd. Have you not? I submitted a Jock versus Nerd a while ago. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, that could have been. I mean, it could be in the pile. Oh, oh but didn't you guys do an audio one or no? No, oh, no, we haven't done that. No. Oh, okay. We'll do one. Oh, okay. I got one for you then. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna. Put, oh, do, do you need? Not now. No, 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 no. You're not right, right now. <laughs> we can plug you again by you giving us one down the road. And then, of oh, course, oh. uh, your other big gig, the Aftermath TV show, where you talk wrestling. Yes. I get to recap the week in WWE on our Sportsnet channel up here in Canada. Which can't be an easy thing of these last couple of months. No, and it's it's weird. I can't like I know because we've interviewed a bunch of the wrestlers, I know some of them, I'm friends with some of them. So I can't I'm not allowed because WWE watches the show. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say, Man, I don't like the things they're writing for my buddy Nick to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. Have to say, I don't like the decisions Dolph Ziggler is making. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is tough. That is tough. Yeah, it's, it's a fun game, though. Like, as an improviser, it's kind of like going to a gig and being told not to swear two seconds before you go out on stage. Oh, oh that is. Those are the best. Those are and fun. So, but then that's it. Like, don't say. There are a few, a few words we can't say. Don't say feud. They don't want you to say feud anymore. Really? So feud yeah. is out. Are you kidding? You want to say they want us to say rivalry. Rivalry. Interesting. Mostly because feud sounds like Hatfields and McCoys and real trailer park stuff. <laughs> I suppose that's probably just a direct thing because of the the Wyatt family. Probably because they they be feuding all the time now. Because yeah. up there in Canada, they have these like uh, actual like like Bret Hart and all these people have actual like wrestling camps, right? Like these kind of like training areas, these kind of schools. Yeah. yeah, and there's a couple here in Toronto that are training and. Uh, uh, Wrestler Santino Morella, his character's oh. name is Santino Morella. He has a uh, a whole. I really hope that's his like wrestling that name. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, Tony Corelli. Um, yeah, it's very different from Santino Morella. <laughs> he has his own training center up here, and a small uh, independent league runs out of that place as well. So, uh, do you watch people kind of go from the you know uh, go from you know people who've toyed in to becoming stars? Have you seen that? transition happen yeah i've met some of the guys at the local independent events and they travel around and uh 
you know, work in other places, and then they get the attention of the WWE and get signed by their uh, for their NXT, their up and coming uh, league, which is almost becoming better than the main product. It is, yeah, it is better than the main product. <laughs> but uh, it's fun to watch. Well, why like, is it better? Why is NXT better? Because a lot of people don't are not going to watch it, not check it out. NXT is a little better for me because the wrestling's a little better. Like they get more time to do stuff and. Uh, where Monday Night Raw is three hours and they have to cram every single thing they want to get done in three hours, they film a one-hour show and cram everything they need to cram into their show over the course of four weeks. So it's it breathes more and it feels oh, okay. it feels more important. Okay. Things aren't rushed through. Yeah, interesting. And interesting. to me, the characters that they're coming up with, the freedom oh. that the writing people have. Yeah. It just really feels like '80s again. It, it feels well, like and that was people always crap on that '80s when everybody had a job: the wrestling plumber, the wrestling dentist, right. the wrestling and lumberjack. I love it though. But that needed to happen to give birth to what they, everybody calls the Attitude Era. Yeah. It, yeah. Because people got sick of that, it got into reality, and now everybody wants to be a cool bad guy. But not everybody can be a cool bad guy, or else you've got nobody to fight. Right. And if you're all cool bad guys fighting each other, why do I care? Yeah. And they must uh, based on good guys and bad guys fighting and there being a somewhat satisfactory outcome dude, to that. You, you just completely summed up this year's WrestleMania. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Main event, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Yawn! There's Yawn! A, there's a, a, our listeners are just said the same thing. <laughs> yep. So did your there's sound guy. There's a secret conspiracy right now among what? my friends that we think the whole card is. Built did you see? Did you see like, Paul wait, perk wait, wait. up when he heard the word conspiracy? Did <laughs> you see, Paul heard conspiracy. Like, what? what? Like a fucking hungry dog. I am. Well, we think the whole WrestleMania card looks like garbage just to make the ladies' match look the best. Oh wait, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea because because ladies mixed martial arts is getting huge. Well, the, oh. the divas. What's the biggest help. thing in UFC? The girls yeah. in NXT kick ass and. I don't know why they're not more on the main card. I mean, they're coming. I guess is is Sasha Banks going to be in WWE this year? Yeah, it's uh right now the ladies is a triple threat between three girls from NXT for the title. So it's Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. So there you go. There's a possibility it could be it could be the match of the night. Well, they're in a tight spot with the ladies because for years it was models that could kick occasionally. Yep. And now they've got which is a dot com that is from the nineties <laughs> as well. Yeah. A long website. <laughs> uh, but now they've got girls that can actually out-wrestle some of the guys. And yeah. so they're in that weird transition where these girls that can really wrestle have to fight a model who can throw a kick. Yeah, and make her look like gold. So yeah. we, we can't watch any of this in the States, though, anything that you put up, right? Do you have I, stuff on YouTube or stuff? Occasionally they will un-geo-block something, but it's really the four of us. There's uh, Jackie Redmond, who's a uh, young lady uh, who's hosting and really good at her job. She's an excellent sportscaster, and she, she got saddled with our, our show and is making the best of it. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Corderas, who refereed for the WWE for 20 years. Um, Chris Morrison, who's like our web guy and works for Sportsnet in another department, and me. So we have like our host, of a veteran, the web guy, and then I kind of sweep up and talk about whatever nobody's talking about. All right, and so, I just I just get to go on TV and go, that guy's a sack of flour. I don't like that guy. <laughs> what uh, Canadian insults people? Canadian, Canadian insults insults. sack of flour. And, uh, Nug has the greatest goddamn insults and 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 slang. Well, he can't curse. He can't use the word feud. Oh, he forget has about to. it. He has to have <laughs> yeah, I gotta think my way around. Nug, what, <laughs> you just made Paul choke on a variety of inappropriate food. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no shortage of suspects as to what Paul might be choking on that he shouldn't oh be God. eating. Um, what gets you laid more, hosting a Twilight Zone adventure podcast or hosting a Canadian wrestling TV show? Well, if if the truth be known, it's the third thing I do. I Porn. occasionally get <laughs> my friends are writers and I occasionally get put into giant musical theater shows. Uh, okay. And so for a, a good two years, two and a half years, I did the big run of the Evil Dead musical up here. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then we did a live version of Night of the Living Dead where we were all black and white, like us are oh, neat. in the costumes, the set. It was really fun. Yeah. And just last last winter, we did the we did Trey Parker's Cannibal, the musical, a full stage. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. New songs and new and uh, a f- like an intermission and a big closing number, like all the things the movie didn't have. Neat. And we had one of their friends, uh, Jason McHugh, who was in the movie. He holds the rights for them. He had to approve everything. He loves the show. We're talking about going on tour with it this fall. Uh, wow. Would there be a possibility of you guys coming into the states with that, or just uh, all right? There is absolutely a possibility of us coming to the states. Please keep us posted on that because a hundred percent. We'll let the scoops that's know. That's the thing that get the, the singing and dancing is the thing that gets me laid the most. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, so now, ask for, Paul for the. Well, yeah, right. It's kind of it's it's it's, it's been nothing but poon. Um, <laughs> since, mountains of poon since mountains I started uh, the Fifty Shades. No. Um, so for those of you who are web savvy, who may have uh, popped on the old 4chan or uh, even more the uh, FARC site, oh Drew, Drew Curtis's FARC, Nug has a bit of internet fame slash infamy. Yes. He is a meme from way back known before as... There was, before there was memes. Before there were memes. He is, no, he is the meme known as Mustard Man. Oh. Right. Some people know this. Some people don't. But... Uh, it's the most outrageous picture. You can look up Mustard Man. It's yep. just basically Nug with his arm in a giant industrial jar of mustard. <laughs> and it became a thing. Okay. Yes. And so uh, that's a thing. But then what's interesting, if you look up Mustard Man and you see these pictures of Nug as Mustard Man, uh, you will also see that, like our buddy Matt here, Nug has also been on a wild weight loss journey. This okay. is true. So when we're Nug not- and I were together on the ship, yeah, uh, are, are you you go ahead and tell me whatever you're comfortable chatting about with this? Uh, oh Nug. sure, yeah. When I got on the cruise ship with Paul, whatever you're uh, comfortable about, like I tuck bacon fat underneath my fat folds to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I, uh, I when I was on the cruise ship with Paul, first of all, that ship was insanity it Wait, was was this trip one trip two this was trip deuce oh okay. this was the this was the hardcore so nug was the oh. guy that you nug on. and me and cody, and held, cody. held ourselves together like a teepee <laughs> of, oh of, of we did that we did that murder mystery oh. and all you and i and cody did was like the audience could decide who to kill and all the three of us did was throw it on you yeah. <laughs> because you were the only one that knew the lines to be if your character was dead you became the detective yeah and <laughs> we, we we ran it what of the of the 50 or so times we ran that show i think there was once three, three times that it wasn't three me times murdered. it didn't it wasn't you right <laughs> yeah it and was, i'm fine with that yeah yeah <laughs> it was pretty wild it's pretty if it wild. meant the show was going to be good. <laughs> we, I mean, it was our Vietnam. 
Oh my god. It was in Vietnam. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a tough. It was a tough cruise. Paul came but back on the first doing, cruise like so. Ship, go ahead. When I did that ship with Paul, I was, I was close. Uh, if I wasn't, I was close to four hundred pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I came back. I went right to another ship after that, which was a dream. Uh, far less shows with an awesome cast, and it was just the best. And I came back, and I was hanging out for about three more months. And then something in my brain snapped and went, "You can't do this anymore." <laughs> so good. I, 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 everybody asked me what what my big secret was, and I know I love hearing Matt when he says, "I." You, it's not that vegetables are magic because there's more to that diet than vegetables are magic, yeah. but vegetables are magic. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 So all I ever, everybody asked me what I did and I say, I just cut fun out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you would do for extracurricular fun, I no longer do. Yeah. That's, that's also probably about right. Yeah. About so right. like I quit drinking. I, 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 I only rarely dabbled in drugs. I, I, I I'm certainly out. don't touch them anymore. Uh, you know, I ate very little and very healthy stuff until I got to a point where my friends went, do you have cancer? Yeah, that's a good, and, that's the first good sign. Yeah, and then I started going to a gym because, hey, I don't know if you guys know, but there are weight limits to gym equipment. <laughs> Jesus, and, no. Yeah, and then so I got to a point where I could use gym equipment, and then I started going to a gym. And so I got down from, I want to say, 394, 395. It's down to about 165. Jesus. And then, it's no joke. And then I went, and then I started going to the gym, and now I'm up around 225, and I've got muscle, but it's under a sleeping bag of tissue. <laughs> uh, I think I'm right with you there. Mm -hmm. I've gone up a bit because I want to put muscle back on, so now I'm happy with my shoulders and arms, but now my, my, my gut is back as well. Yeah, and it's a weird thing because the doctor will say you either have to pay money to get that cut off or you have to be okay with where you are, and I'm in a place where I don't, I'm not okay with either of those things. Oh, uh, Okay. So, so I've got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea about the surgery thing. I've been asked that before. I wasn't, for some reason, I didn't. that wasn't as much of an issue for me. Even mm -hmm. at my lowest, it wasn't like I needed to get something uh, cut off. But Oh, uh, yeah. Like if anyone out there listening to this knows how to work out an armpit. Yeah. <laughs> let know. me know. That's the thing. It's really not the belly. Everyone thinks of the belly when they think of the fat. It's the arms. That's mm -hmm. the thing. that the, It's the, the arms. It's the chest. It's the back. It's the, it's like... It's like you could hang me up on a wall. Now, how long has it been? Because that's the thing. Your skin will slowly adjust. Yeah, it's been... Uh, I dropped a lot really fast. Like, I dropped most of it in two years. Right. And then uh, it's been two years since, and I've luckily kept most of it off without any major, you know, slumps into, oh, I'm going to eat like I used to, you know? Right. And that's the thing. Do you... I hate the drug analogy, but do you find yourself... Do you feel like you could fall back on that? If, 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 uh, like in a short amount of time, I, I feel like I could, uh, but there's this nice part of me that won't let me. Okay. And I have a friend in Canada who is our food channels, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yeah. And his job is to travel around and eat like an asshole. Guy Fieri is his name, yeah. right? Yeah. Guy Fieri. Uh, this guy, <laughs> no, this guy's name is Johnny Cattucci. Johnny Cattucci. Uh, so Katooch is on the road eating like a pig. And, <laughs> Katooch on the road. And so he always says, yeah, I go take a few bites of a few sandwiches and maybe I eat a whole whole meal every now and then. And then it's straight to the gym with the crew and we work out. 
Really? That's so strange. Because you can't eat like that every day. I remember him telling me that. You can't eat like that every day. And I went, oh, I eat like that every day. I know. <laughs> that happened at Starbucks. I would, I would just, I, I start eating a pastry, and all of a sudden you'd have like a pastry a day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'd have like a pastry and a white chocolate mocha every day. And yep. you're like, no one should have this every day. Mm-hmm. Like people come in and do like their weekly or like monthly treat for this drink. Yep. Or like once in a while the regulars go in on a pastry. And I was doing that every day. And man, you freaking put on weight fast. Yep. It took me a long time, but I'm finally on black coffee. I have a black coffee sitting next to me right now as well. And it took me a very long time to get the black coffee as well. Yep. Um, do you like teas? I do like teas. I, oh, I, all right. I, I just want to end on a hardcore question. I just had, oh, wow. <laughs> We're really hitting home with that. I'm, kid- I'm that. kidding. I just stopped myself because I really like teas, but I did not want to go to the podcast <laughs> talking about teas. <laughs> Nothing wrong with teas, man. It down. <laughs> you want to talk about? We lost our eyes on the WrestleMania talk. Forget about <laughs> it. Let's get into let's get into some citrus jasmine. Oh, uh, well, well, for the people who got lost on the wrestling, just Google Jackie Redmond, who's our our female host. You'll be trying to find more about Jackie. Oh, there you go. That'll that'll motivate you to lose some weight and keep mm-hmm. some weight off too. Then I guess yeah, I want it. She's so tiny and gorgeous, and I just don't want to look like a schlub next to her on TV. Too late. No. Um, no. I know. Now you just got to invite her to your next musical. <laughs> oh, yep. She came to the last one. All right. Fingers crossed for you, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nug. So Illusionoid is your podcast. Yes. And uh, where can we follow you on Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter at Nug13, nug one three. N-U-G-1-3. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. Oh, thanks a lot. It's a, an ab- a absolute pleasure. Uh, I will I will give you this one, Matt. Uh, Go ahead. For you, this is the uh, this is the wrestling trivia I was going to ask you. Oh, you, uh, you do you have one? I hey. do. I have one for you. I've got it. I've got one for Paul too. But I'm going to start with you. Oh, All right. okay. So sh- is this is this a special Jack versus Nerd Wrestling Edition? Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Hold We're on. We're going to roll out the music, man. Jack versus Nerd. Oh. I think I won't swerve every time and I do I I think I'm over it and then my shoulders just race up to my ears every time they just go right up there's nothing you guys hear it in studio when it happens but to be on the treadmill (laughs) with the earbuds in cracking up and everyone looking at you like my gym is full of dudes if if there's a way to say you are sick in the 1800s that's the mma company that's on these guys shirts (laughs) malady (laughs) and they all stare at me because i'm wearing like comic t-shirts to the gym oh man all right so here's your question matt okay uh, WrestleMania has been going for a long time. This year's is WrestleMania 32. I knew that. But at WrestleMania 19, the main event was Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, and it was the first time in history that something happened in that main event. Shoot. Okay. Brock Lesnar and Curtis what? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Oh, he's the Olympic guy. That's I remember correct. him. Okay. He, he, he legitimately won a gold medal in the Atlanta Olympics for yes. wrestling. Okay, so then this would be the first time that two Olympic uh, medalists faced off in the WWE? No, Brock Lesnar hasn't won an Olympic medal. <laughs> it's the first time a mixed martial arts champion and a gold medalist faced off in the ring? That might be true, but uh, I don't think so. I think we've had a couple other medalists. I think Ken Patera was in the ring at one point. It was the first time someone submitted out of a wrestling match because their head was caught up their own asshole. 
<laughs> I Final like answer. answer. Correct. Final answer. Uh, it's actually, after 19 WrestleManias, that's the first time two guys using their real names were in the main event. Oh! oh. Okay, Not cool. character names at all. Actual, real birth names. Wow. That is interesting, actually. Yeah! <laughs> that is kind of like... Oh. Almost 20 uh, okay. years. That was 20 now, years. Took 20 now I got years your jog question for Paul. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. Paul, I'm putting one right in your wheelhouse. Okay. Who's the only player to be in both the NFL and CFL Hall of Fame? That would be Warren motherfucking Moon. 100% correct. Yeah! I feel set up. I feel set up. Yeah. <laughs> that that won't be much longer, though. I'm he finally, won't be the only one much longer. Yeah. Until, if, if you get a chance um, to read that interview on uh, Warren Moon, fascinating. And that was the whole thing of having to go to the CFL for a while because yeah. he was he was just determined to be a quarterback. Yeah. Well, that's it. And also, oh, yeah. not that many quarterbacks are successful when they go over. Right. Mm-hmm. Kurt, Kurt Warner is going to be the other one. Kurt Warner is going in, you think? Oh, I think he will. Uh, what is the rules for getting in the Hall of Fame up in Canada? Uh, show up to play. <laughs> in other words, like, is there a waiting period? Because no, instance, uh, I mean, most of our it's weird up here. The CFL, you know, our rules are different. You know, right. longer longer field. Uh, you know, for a while, our slogan was "We got bigger balls" because our balls are slightly slightly bigger. bigger. Your field is bigger. You have twelve players on the field, and you have three downs, right? Three downs, uh, but. Our, our season is short, and most of the guys, as soon as the season's over, go back to being real estate agents. Oh, funny. Like, uh, the CFL does not pay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. I like, we, I kind of, whenever you hear about the days where they, they do other stuff. I bet it's not real cool for them. No, no, no. <laughs> it's less, less awesome for but them. I, but I know what it, you mean. And also, you're I, playing promoting the, CFL, the love. No one knows your name. Yeah. Yeah, but. The thing, the hard part is, is that <laughs> there's clearly a very successful model of football that you guys will not adjust to. <laughs> oh, 100%. Forget about it. Like, like in other words, like if there's one, if we've gone, like you know, you know, uh, different conferences experiment with three point line before everyone adopted three point line. International rules. A couple things happened in the Olympics, and all of a sudden the NBA adopted rules in the NBA to make it more international game friendly because right. that was considered uh, likable. You guys have a lot of of tests that tell you that this way is a lot more likable on television. You've got like <laughs> Buffalo, Detroit, several other cities, just right across a river, right yeah. there. Yeah, right Buffalo there. used to play games up here. Yep, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but you guys you get guys our also, rules, right? You guys also have a model with the NFL that we're not really willing to follow because a lot of our players don't want to murder anybody. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. And how are their wives untouched? So. so- far untouched oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah not not their style of play at all yeah yeah what um, kind less of interested daycare center garbage <laughs> pail <laughs> that is a sack of flour no, if i ever saw one watch cfl nobody's got a gun in their sock um <laughs> 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 But you gotta have an element of chance. What well, thing is that? I would guess if I had to guess, if I got the same question, I would have guessed Doug Flutie. Is what I would have guessed. Yeah, but ah. I, I'm not sure he's in the. Is he in the NFL? That's the thing. I guess he's in the well, CFL he, one, but he wouldn't be in the American one. Yeah, yet. he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Because he was, he was not. Yeah. He's the only guy that he's the only guy in the last, I think, sixty years of the kick a two pointer. You can yeah. in NFL within the rules you can drop no, kick two points. There was you can drop kick two points? Yeah, no one does it. How do you do that? It's literally it's, like it's behind, a pooch punt. Yeah, behind the line of scrimmage, you just bounce you have to bounce once, you have to bounce it off the ground and then kick it. 
And if it goes to the uprights, it's two points. Yeah. Really? During a game, yeah. It's not like extra points. Just any time? Just any time. That's a play. Yes. You can just take that ball as the QB? Anyone I think behind the line of scrimmage, I think. Anyone behind the line of scrimmage can bounce it and kick it. Yeah, for two points. And if you make it through the uprights. Yeah. I think you're confused, man. I might be. I might be. I might be. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that exists because you can do the pooch. You can do the pooch punt. I don't think you score points off of it. If they made that an look, eight point move, I am looking at the whole yeah, game changes. What's that? If they make that an eight point move, the whole game changes. Oh, okay. There's something about Bilicek, like found out Doug Flutie could pooch punt, and that was and they had like had to do it, had to do it in a game. Because Belichick no, loves old rules. Yeah, there have been a few instances in the <laughs> last like five, ten years. Oh, he thing. loves them. Uh, there have been a few instances in the last five or ten years where a quarterback has pooch punted. I don't think it scores points though. Yeah, I might be wrong then. Yeah, well, yeah. we have the we have the one point. You have the, the one point, food. which I right. fascinating. When I found out about the CFL one point, that's what I thought you guys. The should just CFL hire. one point is great. You should just hire celebrities to come kick the one pointer. Oh, well, for sure. Like, I don't understand why the CFL doesn't do this. Just bring guys in who are known celebrities just to kick for one point, and then they can be like in the record books. Absolutely. Uh, you can any it's because you, you have to kick towards the upright, but if you miss it, but it still makes out the back of the field, it's one point, right? Yep. Yeah, so like that rule to me is hilarious. So you got to kick it fifteen feet. Anybody who can kick, like, right? You kick the ball about yeah. 20, 20 to fifteen feet. Like, I how, might be able to do that. How great would it be like if Tom Cruise was, was promoting his last mission possible and he came into play for the Argonauts and kicked a point and scored a point for the Argonauts? That's badass, yes. right? That's oh, much better than sitting there. We've got a. We have a, Ottawa's had three or four teams over the years that have like opened and folded, and now they have a new team. So good for you for getting the uh, Argonauts, but I'm going to give you your new favorite team, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Red Blacks. Oh, we, oh, we no. know yeah. the Red Blacks. We've, yeah, we've they're racist them. twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice as racist as the Redskins. Oh, my God. <laughs> the CFL does not murder or wife beat, but they're good at racism. Oh, yeah. Twice as good. Clean racism. <laughs> good, good mom and pop. Handshake racism. So yeah. we already know there's going to be a uh, a Ford statue put up somewhere. <laughs> are put we, up a Waffle House. Are we thinking there's a possibility that uh, there might be a, uh, a, a a football team named after uh, <laughs> Rob Ford? Ford? All he wanted, all he wanted up here was an NFL football team. That was one of his big things. Yeah. But we're having we're having a rough time with statues in the city of Toronto. There is a. Uh, the Sky Dome got renamed Rogers Center when the Rogers Corporation bought the building, and they put a statue outside of the of the dome of, of Ted Rogers, their uh, founder. And somebody was mad on Twitter about the Blue Jays not re-signing Jose Batista to a decent deal. Oh. So he said on Twitter, "If you guys don't re-sign Batista, I'm going to put that statue in the river." And he had cops visit him. <laughs> <laughs> Said he was going to throw it in the lake. I'm sorry. He said yeah. he was going to throw it in Lake Ontario, and then the police visited his home to check up on his threat. Wow. Uh, well, I got to tell you, you make a Rob Ford statue. No one's listening to that thing. No. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> if anything, people are going to try and bust it open to see what it's full of. <laughs> <laughs> Look, crack! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> crack. We've, been, we've been by the statue for six days. Crack pinata. <laughs> Canada's version of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Rob Ford crack pinata. I was there the day the crack got in the Rob Ford statue. <laughs> it's like our version of their version of the Liberty Bell. I like That's it. Right. He's got real crack in him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Rob Ford was so high he'd smoke crack out of the Liberty Bell. 
Um, all right, Nug, thank you so much for being on. That's N-U-G-1-3, right? At Nug13 on Twitter. At Nug13 on Twitter. Thanks so much, guys. Love the show. Thanks, right. Nug. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Nug. All right, moving on. Where's Nug? He's gone. Nug hung up. He's gone, gone? Yeah, he hung up. Oh. Why, you want to say goodbye? I was going to say goodbye. Oh, so we were thinking we are going to stop him. Yeah. We going to say goodbye. Right. goodbye. I was actually going to do that, but then he hung up. Well, get him back again. No, I'm not no, going to call him back to, to, to tell him bye. <laughs> You have his number. Right, Some like fourteen-year-old girl. Like, well, I just want to call back and say goodbye. You hang say up goodbye. first. You hang up first. I just didn't want you to think that we didn't say goodbye because you want to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> it's true. Um, quick plug once again. Uh, uh, if you're listening, to this is, it means this comes out on Thursday, tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, the 25th. If you're in Los Angeles, or you can get to Los Angeles by tomorrow night. I'm at Nerd Melt over at the, the Nerdist Theater there. I'm at Nerd Melt. Right. You guys get a chance to go see Matt doing his thing. Yeah, 9.30 p.m. And then the show is $5 at Nerd Melt. Uh, so uh, check that out. I hope you can come see it. And you'll see me perform with uh, people I've performed with since 1996. It's threat. an old, old, old crew. Uh, it's a threat. It's three of us, triple threat. You get it? Okay. So uh, it'll be me, I get it. Jim, and Rebecca. Um, once w- w- Multiple... Uh, in our run multiple timeout New York critics pick uh, improv show come check it out uh, that's the best accolade we mustered over there that's, that's a it. pretty good one <laughs> that's a good one um, alright uh, we should get into some scoop mail right yeah we should down and dirty when an improv show garners any accolade right it's pretty high it was it was we were yeah we you've were, done something yeah right. we, we were at a good run we had a good run we for usually uh, improv shows only uh, garner marmalade yeah mm. yeah we got best comedy show once. Those days are over. Uh, we got best honey one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My angel out of our reach. Message for you, son. Uh, we got one here from the Little Do Scoop. Little Do Scoop, you don't know what I got. Do-do-do. Hey, Paul and the other people who are in this show. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this display of aerial acrobatics spans over the course of five years. It started with me meeting the girl of my dreams. From the moment she started talking to me, we connected instantly, which is very difficult. Which is a very difficult thing for me. I'm gonna pause for a moment. Little do scoop. A comma is not the same thing as a period. <laughs> they do different things. <laughs> so far in this scoop mail, it is all one sentence. Now I'm going to continue Little Do Scoop sentence. She was amazing, and for the first time in my life, I felt as if I could completely open up and be vulnerable with someone. Comma. After two years of dating, she proposed to me. Comma. To which I said yes. Comma. And we eventually bought a house together. Period! Yeah, we did it! That was sentence number one from Scoop Mail. Everything I had ever wanted in my life was in the palm of my hand. I'm not going to keep doing it. Uh, the love of my life, my dream car, 1970 uh, Coupe de Ville, and a home of my own. One morning on our third year he's, together... He's mistaking periods for paragraphs. So every Everything <laughs> that has a period is the end of a paragraph. Uh, one morning on our third year together, she calls me at work and tells me she's pregnant. I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's fantastic. The oh. only problem is we both have vaginas. Oh, ashes to gargoyles (laughs) but I've always wanted a family and she said she wanted to keep it so we stayed together and nine months later we have a healthy beautiful baby boy wait 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 wait, wait. hold on 
Are we missing? We're missing something in here, we're right? We're missing a wiener. Yeah, like we do, do we know a who's wiener, wiener in this the, is? There's a wiener. We don't know who wiener there's yet. A, there's an implied wiener. Uh, yeah. There's definitely an implied wiener. But okay, I guess yeah. it could be a turkey baster. But that I don't think she like went turkey basted herself and said, "Guess right. what? I'm pregnant." Yeah, that goes. That's a long way to go. And now, I'm curious now if you are so, you know, numer some. <coughs> Some gay people are gay for life. Other people don't figure it out, so they go through a bisexual period and then come out of that gay. And some people are just bisexuals who settle with mm-hmm. a gay, gay partner. Bisexual. Right. Oh, settle. Settle. No, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, they just decide to settle. Just go, just yeah. Tied up. Yeah, got yeah, together. Yeah. Get together with. You know, whatever. Yeah. Ends up. Yeah, ends up, you know, mates for life. I'm trying to think of a nice way. Marries is the word I'm looking for, I guess. Yeah. But just, you know, commits to... There you a, go. A, a I think settle is fine. It's just not negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not settled like you could have done being, better. I'm being... Right. Tricky. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyhow, so I'm curious now from the perspective of Little Deuce Scoop, where you are, because clearly this... Clearly your partner, uh, a turkey baster aside, has at least some bisexual tendencies. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if she was surprised by this or not. Let's see. Okay. Uh, so uh, nine months later, we have a healthy, beautiful baby boy. We went on to raise the child together for two years until one day I come home from work to an empty house with a note saying that she was tired of being a mother, had given our child up for adoption, oh! and didn't want to be with me anymore. Holy fuck. That is heartbreaking. Oh, fuck. Uh, from what I've been told, she's been a stripper ever since, and I have lost trust in anyone. Uh, well, guys, that's all I've got. Keep up the good work. Uh, you make life bearable. And that's Little Deuce Scoop. Oh, my God. That is not where I thought the story was going. I almost feel bad for making fun of uh, Little Deuce Scoop's punctuation. Well, honestly, we still just because she's living a horrible life doesn't mean she just shouldn't abuse punctuation <laughs> like that. I mean, let's just keep things on the straight. Letters don't right. have to suffer. <laughs> grammar. She can at least take care of her grammar. Oh, man. Holy fuck. I mean, if that's not an argument for gay marriage, I don't know what is. Right. Well, if, if you've you, raised that kid for two years. And then your partner, because you're not married, can yeah, just can give just it give up. Yeah, can just give it away yeah. and then you're done. Without your consent. Because oh. you're not and involved you in that no, equation at all. You're you not the father nothing. of the kid. Yeah. That's not anything to you. Holy shit. That is Except a punch to Legally, it's not anything. I was going to say, that's what I mean. Like, emotionally, it's And all. then, the, you know, whoever got the that child, the adoption child, they probably weren't privy to all this happening. Nope. So if, if all of a sudden you show up in the doors of trying to figure out what happened to that kid, you have you can't do anything. Wow. Well, not to mention, I mean, the kid. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's issues with the kid, too. Poor baby. Oh, my oh gosh. Boy. Tired of being a mom. But to make the decision about the parenting, say, I, you know, it's one thing. If you're gonna leave, leave, at least leave the adoption up to the person you're leaving. You know what I mean? I would, I would think. Seems yeah. like there should be a conversation, right? That's that's rough. That is enraging. That's really really rough. That would, I think, if I were Little Deuce Scoop, I would end up in jail. So the fact that she's just a podcast is inventing over Scoop Mail makes her a superior human being to there me. There you go. Uh, I absolutely believe I would end up. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of discipline. In jail. That's oh, there are so many things that the scoops write in about that I would just end up in prison over. <laughs> that is def- this is definitely the scoops, one of them. The scoops are better than all of us. Oh, my God. If I... Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to sympathize. I'm just getting so angry. Yeah. That is tough. Uh, that is a tough one. I, in terms of trusting someone again, I don't even know. Where would I mean, you start? And why would you? And it's one of the things where like, you were so forgiving each and every step. Right? Yeah. So you forgave this, forgave that, forgave this, all just to make that work. And then kaboom. I will say the only, it's the big advice I give to uh, everyone, but I'm mostly like, I would say like, stereotypically speaking, you could say, but certainly in my life, it seems that women, 
I know at least bend bend over backwards to try to accommodate guys. Like women will tend to try to want to make if they commit to a relationship, they want to make it work. So once a girl is in, they're usually in just hoping for change, hoping for change, hoping for change, right? And so the advice I always give everyone is always like be selfish. Like if you if your nature is always to make it work, then it's by all means more worth it to be selfish at the top. If you know your nature is to like always buckle in and 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 make a go of it, then absolutely like make sure you're not entering that equation. Be firm at the top mm. of the things rather than figure it out later. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. And that actually goes for like even like management issues and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. one thing like I, the amount of times I've taken risk casting or risk on performers trying to like hope to foster, but that doesn't just take a ton of energy from me. And what you want to do is just go with the most. Make the most stable choice you can right from the jump. Yeah, and it makes management so much easier. And so you, you take all the time and effort to do it at the top of the project. Yes. Instead of in the project. The extra time of the selection process yeah. for mates as well as performers. So I guess my advice is get a job. That's my advice. Oh my God, that is really going to haunt me. That's, that's, that's going to haunt me for. One. That's going to haunt me way past this recording, that's, that's for sure. Really that tough. is rough. Really, really yeah. tough. Uh, we're going to pull out of that. We got one here from our friend Hojack. Hojack. Hojack the Hojo. Hojack. Hojack. Uh, just listen to episode 212 where you read my recap of uh, Talk vs. Nerd Day. You mentioned that I uh, that you wished that I had discussed riding in each of your cars. Yes. I actually had that in my recap but cut it out due to length. Uh, uh, Matt. Waiting for Matt outside the hotel, I played the uh, Guess Matt's Car Game. Mm-hmm. I figured he had something sensible and guessed correctly on my second on the second try. I felt Matt to be an aggressive driver like my wife. Uh, never <laughs> felt in danger, but grabbed the Hitler handle a few times. I didn't even notice he did that a few times. <laughs> that makes me feel bad because I drive around two kids in my car all the time. <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts. Not not. I'm not upset with him. I'm upset with myself. <laughs> Because I obviously with Drag Race a cop brother, I believe I'm a much more calm driver now <laughs> than I was. Good, <laughs> but it looks like I still I'm not done on that journey. I still um, got room. Paul, I found Paul to be the safest driver. He drives like I do, uh, which drives my wife crazy. And Jacob <laughs> is the funnest driver possibly due to his sweet ride. Most of the ride, I just stared at his glorious face, so that may have distracted me a bit. It was also the shortest ride of the bunch. <laughs> All three drive exactly the cars you would think. Matt drives a practical car with car seats and children's toys. Uh, Paul has a sensible car uh, with a bit of a with a bit of whimsy, and Jacob drives the American muscle car. If you guys are ever in Cleveland, let me know, and I will show you our abandoned businesses, dreadful football team, and all the uh, pyrogies? Pierogies? Pierogies? Oh, that's how you spell pierogies. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen that word written out. Pyrogies. For a second, I thought I said pirates. I was so excited. We're going to get to see pirates if we go? (laughs) Yar, welcome to Cleveland. We're on the fucking boat. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that way. Hey, Yar. Uh, face fucking not optional, Hojack. Ah, uh, thanks, Hojack. Thanks, Hojack. Pierogies. Well, mm. I don't know that I've ever seen pierogies written out. Now you have. Yeah. Mm. What, what an exciting time. Uh, sure, we'll go to Cleveland. Yeah, why not? Mm, let's do it. Well, see you guys later. All right, we're out. See you in Cleveland. Off to Cleveland. Uh, here's one from our pal Moxie Fox. Hey guys, as I've told in previous emails to you guys, uh, you know I am affiliated with my community college theater department as a technician. The show we're doing now, The Musical Comedy Murders of 1940, I have been promoted to be the stage manager. 
That alone kind of had me freaked out as it's a new role with more responsibility that I have never had before. Been there. <laughs> uh, cut to Friday the 11th of March, our opening night. Our technical director has us in a position where we now are finishing the set literally up till the start of the show. Our set has two normal doors, a set of French doors, two sliding uh, secret passages, and a revolving bookcase. Let me tell you right now, you have me do a show with French doors, I won't do the show. <laughs> French doors is here. They're a death trap. What if they're? What if we call them freedom doors? No, they're not. They're a death trap. They're not freedom doors. They're pinch your shit to death doors. They're death traps. They're a suicide trap. You got to get out while you're young. Because traps like us, baby, we were born to run. They're so dangerous. French doors are so dangerous. <laughs> Why is the danger of a French door? You crush your hands. Okay. They're dangerous. All right. I will not. I will. I would say that if you were like my child, but that you're an adult <laughs> and you're saying it is a little weird care. to me. I'm. I'm going full. Danger. All right, then. Full danger. What's the guy? Oh, what's his name? The product recall dude. Oh. Everybody drink. Paul started a story about somebody who didn't didn't know their name. I can't remember his name. Go on. He was the seatbelt guy. Ralph Nader? Yes. I'm going full Nader on fucking Fresh Doors. Wait, really? Ralph Nader? Yes. Oh, wow. You're going Nader on Fresh Doors. Okay. I just, the set in general, I just was like, oh, this set's complicated. I'm out. Yeah, it sounds dangerous. It doesn't sound dangerous. It sounds complicated. Man, yeah, it sounds fucking dangerous. Secret door, secret doors. There's gonna be people hurting. But mark my words, hurt people. Go ahead. Uh, we start the show and we end up with a few hiccups, but nothing that's completely derailing the show, like an audio clip playing the first half uh, second of an audio clip over and over, and uh, mixed lines, messing up cues, stuff like that. It comes to a point in the first act where an actress is to open the door to represent a closet where in the fiction of the play, a dead body has been stashed. The actor grabs the doorknob and pulls, but nothing happens. They keep trying and improv some lines and eventually they find a way to dig themselves out of that situation and go into intermission. During intermission, I finish up everything I need to do and walk over to backstage right and observe the technical director working on the doorknob in an attempt to fix it to no avail. The doorknob uh, internals were spinning free. Uh, There's no way the second act can work without access to the closet, so the technical director disappears into the workshop and brings out a rotary saw. Uh, He gets it to a half-cut-off point. Uh, What? Oh, the rotary saw was cutting something, and it's not quite... He's cutting the doorknob off the door. Okay. Yeah, so he uh, he starts trying to pull it off with a wrench and pliers. Uh, he finally breaks it off and pushes the rest of the doorknob onto the stage and opens the door to thunderous applause from the audience. <laughs> I didn't realize the audience could see this while it was happening. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know why we're hearing this part of the story, but now I get it. Now I get uh, it. We clean up and get all the tools back and start the show as fast as we possibly can and start the second act. So as you guys can imagine, we had a fucking nerve-wracking opening, uh, opening night. Uh, from uh, give me a fucking double shot of whiskey scoop, Moxie Fox. Good job, Moxie Fox. I'm glad no one was hurt on those devilish French doors. And again, every time I hear a story like this, I just I invite you all to uh, you go down a YouTube rabbit hole of Peter Pan Productions. Just go. <laughs> there just there's no there's an endless amount of people fucking up productions of Peter Pan <laughs> for people dangling all over the stage. <laughs> it's just it's, there's no. <laughs> There's no shortage of comedy. I haven't 
done it yet. I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's just it's just a good old it's a good fun time. I'm really excited to do I it. I will now. be uh, I will be going to see a production of Peter Pan in the fairly near future at Tuacon. Oh, because a good friend of mine, one of our one of our very close friends from California, uh, she has been or she lives in New York now, but she's been cast as Peter Pan in, oh, well. in Peter Pan. So she'll be at uh, Tuacon here coming up soon. Paul's excited. He's just go- he's leaving. He's gonna go. Yeah, Paul the- is very excited. He's gonna. Uh, Mr. Creamer says, "Hey guys, I need some help coming up with witty responses when people ask me if they if they're going to get wet on the water ride that I work at." Thanks and figgity fuck you in the faces, Mr. Creamer. Oh wow, this is I can't be Paul left for this one. This is a good one. Uh, one I'd be like, I would say, I don't know, how excited do you get at water rides? Would be my first one. That's my first go-to. That's, that's the direction I was going in. Yeah. Uh, it's a you don't have to if you wear this and I'd, I'd hand them some kind of trash bag or something. No, uh, you don't have to if you wear this and then like hand them a hat. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like a baseball hat or a drink umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's easy. you can bring those to work with you really easily. Yes, you have a little cup of drink umbrella. Uh, presumably, you have like a little lectern or something that you stand yeah. behind, and uh, yeah, you you have a little cup filled with drink umbrellas and you just hand those out. <laughs> you just gave me another idea, which is to go <laughs> no and then toss a cup of water on them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or just have a squirt gun. Don't say yeah. anything and just shoot up with a squirt gun. You want a piece of this? <laughs> nope, but you get wet for asking me that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get wet on this ride. ride? Yeah. yeah. Now Paul is back, not talking into a microphone. Did you say, uh, no, but your wife will? Oh, nice. Your yeah, wife might one. when I give her my log. <laughs> Uh, is, is it, oh no, sir! We're using a very special dry water. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's good. I like dry water. I like dry water. It's melted dry ice. Dry water. It's dry water. It's very dry oh, it's water. Very dry water. Yeah. Dry water. Um, uh, it's a dry wet. Oh, a good a good one would be like from water. No, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, so that leaves a mystery yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, like, I mean, your dick will be dripping. Yeah, you have a drippy dick. Uh, not, <laughs> is this a guy or a girl scoop? I uh, don't know. Okay, I believe I believe guy. I've already erased the scoop now, but oh, I think yeah, it was yeah. Mr. Creamer. It'd be like uh, not as not as well as I'm getting looking at you right now. Hey! Oh my God! <laughs> got, That's Niagara, actually fine for a guy or a girl. Niagara yeah. Falls going down my leg here. Yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. I like the cup of drink umbrellas. <laughs> That's funny. Did you hand, hand out a little... Just little, head, head of a yeah. little umbrella. Oh, here you go. Don't worry. You'll be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you back. I you got could, you, G. Actually, that'd be really good because that's, that's probably, what, a $10 investment? You get like 50 of those little fuckers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel for $10, you're going to get a 1,000 of those. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Make it happen. They're almost expe- as expensive as uh, markers for Chipotle. <laughs> we figured this out. <laughs> Um, not cheap. They're not cheap. They're not as expensive as you were making. <laughs> and no one ducks. And, and also, no one in the modern era ducks pay for their workers. Those kinds <laughs> right. of things. Uh, that was a device for 50 era. sitcoms, and then we've not seen it since. Hey, I'll duck your pay, Dennis. Somebody, somebody took the marker, Mr. Smith. I don't know what happened. No way. <laughs> I'm Fonz working at the marker factory. <laughs> I got uh, real high on the maca fumes. I didn't know if you were Fonz or was Travolta sitcom when he was a kid. Oh yeah, I'm I'm Vinny uh, Barbarino. Yeah, Cotter's I'm Vinny Barbarino. Welcome back, God. Welcome. Hey. I said Cotter's back. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Cotter's Cotter. back. 
Guess hey, I Mr. Can. God, how about you give me a marker for free, huh? Whoa, I'm acting like they're growing trees or something. Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> it's like so weird. So weird. I wish I wish everybody would just give me markers. Why don't you just give me a marker? All right, another scoop mail is done. <laughs> From Scoopo Marks. Hello, Matt, Paul, and Jacob. On Mini and Ice Cream Social, you guys have made up fake movies and done fake movie trailers. I'm not sure if this is a question that's been asked before, but have you guys ever written or thought about writing a screenplay, pilot, or stage play together? Uh, what would a Donnelly and Mattingly joint be about? Oh, right. uh, would it be a comedy, or would you guys ever consider writing something darker? Uh, and uh, one, last hypo- one last hypothetical, if a movie producer ended up being a scoop and asked you to write an ICS movie, uh, what would your ideas be for Hey Scoops, the movie? All right. Well, we got to break this down. we got to answer this piece by piece. One, Paul and I have not written a screenplay together. No. We did conceive of a cartoon together, but I ended up writing that one just trying to write with my brother, which that went nowhere. Yeah. Um, we have a list of TV shows that we would pitch. We have a pitch document. Uh, and we have an idea for a television show that we really want to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we have not written. I don't know if we would write a dramatic screenplay. I don't think so. I've only written one. I co-wrote a screenplay that was a dark comedy. So it was very dark. Uh, which certainly could be considered you know, drama with comedic elements. Uh, that has also gone nowhere. Um, so I don't know. I don't think because because I'm I'm too much in the business head of things. I don't think I would write a drama with Paul just to see how it went. Right. I think, I think I'd only write a comedy because no. that's the only reason we'd be able to have a meeting yeah. with anyone about it. Um, let's see. Paul, do you want to answer anything on that? Uh, I'm with you 100. percent Yeah. Okay. Most most writing stuff, especially with screenplays and and scripts. A lot of them, like eighty percent, maybe more, go nowhere. Yeah, it's just that's how it is. I would yeah. say more, more, right? And you yeah. just got to be in that mindset, sort of, uh, to just write, 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 and yeah. know that nothing may come of this. Uh, if hard. we had to make a, a, an ice cream social movie, oh yeah, this would be this would be different. Different. I'm gonna add to the question and uh, say that after the movie was written and made, uh, who would play whom? Oh, that's a fun addendum to it. Um, I would try to get uh, John Goodman to play me. <laughs> uh, who would I get to play? I think Brad Pitt to play Jacob. Hey, all right. I like where this is going already. I'm eyeing Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> you want for you? Yeah. In Mario Van Peebles. Good. Yep. So we should have, we should get a little ethnic. A little diversity, guys. A little diversity in there, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lou Diamond Phillips for me. Oh, Lou Diamond, <laughs> man, you you that's a that's a coup. And then I'm gonna go with Lou Gossett Jr. for Jacob. Oh wow, diverse. Uh, I don't know what our scoop movie would be. I don't either. Would it be about the churn? I was gonna say it would be like a a horror movie where one of our fans looks up all of our personal information and taunts us with it. It'd be like where we're. Uh, <laughs> It'd be like where we're uh, <laughs> threatening the sky with a knife, Jacob. Uh, I, I think maybe it'd be a little like private parts. It would have to be private parts, like which means that we, our movie's not worth writing yet. Not yet. We're right now. We're we in the first to, twenty minutes of our movie. If that, <laughs> <laughs> I would say like I was, the first three minutes. I was thinking it'd be more like uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America. 
Yeah, that's probably more. It would involve maybe a scoop fest. Maybe maybe an adventure. Yeah, yeah, maybe I put us in the background. Maybe make a like a, a Ryer character, the central character, where you mm-hmm. have to like find love across the country. Or we something. could do a, a Tenacious D uh, quest type movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine because that that movie was a, was a gem. Oh, yeah, that I, went over well. No, <laughs> I said type movie, not that a one. Type movie. That was a rough flick. And I wanted to see it bad Pick too. Pick of destiny. Oh, yeah, Tim yeah, Robbins just did it. Bad news. Just a um, rough fl- film. Yeah, so nothing comes to mind for the old ICS movie as of yet that I think it would. Uh, Meatloaf was, was good in that movie. That's true. Dave Grohl was great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And the meatloaf sandwich I got for when I went to see it fifteen times. Tasty. They gave me a free meatloaf sandwich. Oh, really you. Oh, you. Oh, beautiful. I tell you, if we were going to make a movie, it would be about making Shepo. It would be like a, a mockumentary about making oh, Shepo. That would actually be really fun. That would be a blast to make. If we made a, a, a fake documentary about... About the production of about Shepo. The, about you and I be, uh, you and I playing us, playing the podcast. Would it be us? Funded. I'd think it would have to be like crazy. I'd like to be some crazy old producer. Okay. I would yeah. be like we'll cast young guys for us, then we can play character actors around it. Okay, yeah. But I think it should be about podcasters creating Chapeau the oh, musical. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine it would have to be animated for Paul's own enjoyment, and w- you would somehow have to get the rights to play at least one Springsteen song. Oh, uh, yeah, that just tripled our budget that we... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Tripled? You don't hear a lot of Springsteen music in, 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 uh, I guess in, he's in like movies a, for a reason. It's really costs, huh, to get anything. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Well, also now, he doesn't even own his whole catalog. Who's got it? Uh, Michael so I think Jackson? Sony. No, I think so. Like, Sony bought yeah, his whole catalog for like uh, half a billion or something like that. Right. And so they bought it for an investment for exactly stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because so you're not going to get down, it for cheap. In, in 30 years... We'll see it in all kinds of commercials. No, like, you know, Philadelphia to the music of Philadelphia. He sold Secret Garden to um, the Jerry Maguire movie. And then uh, the wrestler was like a favor to, um, what's his name? Uh, the main wrestler? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke called him and was like, hey, can you write a song for this? And he like wrote it in his hotel room and sent it to him. It's such a good movie. The wrestler's a great movie. It's such a good movie. Because um, uh, it's, it's, it's permanently changed my perception of wrestling. It's the hardest sport, man. Yeah. I mean, not a sport. Dude. The hardest performance. It's not a sport. That doesn't take anything away from it. It's just not a sport. Why is it not a sport? It's also not a board game. Rhythmic gymnastics is a sport. Wrestling is a sport. No. No, it's not. There's no competition. What do you mean there's no competition? It's fixed. It's outcome. The, the, the match itself, might the outcome might be understood, but there's a competition as to who can perform better. Hey, let me hop in here. Jacob Wait, is, is not saying is theater it, a let, sport? Yes. <laughs> and I am an athlete. If theater is a sport, then wrestling is a sport. If theater is not a sport, then wrestling is not a sport. I'm All not right. taking anything away from it. All right. It's know. just not a sport. I it's athletic. That. It's an athletic. Yeah, it's very, it's amazingly athletic. I love that South Park episode where they go into it. You seen that one? No. Oh, you got to see it. They, they, they talk all about the theater of it being yeah. the most important thing. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's. It's Great! Theater. It's wonderful. It's it's all that stuff. It's theater. Not taking anything away from it. It's just not a sport. Yeah. All right. It's it's just not. It's it's athletic and it takes athletes to do it. Yes. Yes. ESPN covers it. That Good. Does that doesn't mean anything? All right. <laughs> the Ocho. ESPN covers spelling bees. Oh, ESPN true. covers a lot. Um, Poker's which sport? What's that? Poker's a sport. Undetermined outcome. It does have uh, that. Okay. Undetermined outcome. Uh, 
There are plenty of matches where things go awry, and uh, you don't you find somebody else has to win. Theater, theater's still not a sport. All right. If theater's not a sport, wrestling's not a sport. All right. That, that would make murder mysteries a sport. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> You're listening to live murder mystery league. <laughs> We're all hoping Ted Johnson gets killed because he's a great detective. We all know the old cliche, the butler did it, but one never knows when one <laughs> enters the arena. Murder mystery, we take you now to the middle of Act 2. Here we go. Oh, the butler did it. Oh. Damn it. Back to you in the studio. All right. Well, I've got uh, I've got Miss Marple here on the sidelines. Uh, Miss Marple, could you tell me, uh, I, I thought you had a good chance of being the prime suspect. What do you think happened in the middle of the first act. I mean, I really thought it was me. I even wrote in my piece of paper that it was me. I was really surprised to find out I didn't murder anyone. Mm, now, you do have a bloody candlestick in your prop purse. What uh, What was the hope here with that play? Uh, that's none of your business. This could actually be a real murder weapon, everybody. <laughs> it could be a real murder weapon. Nope. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've got one more here from Scoopalicky Boom Boom Down. Oh! <laughs> gotta get that one in. Scoopalicky Boom Boom Down. Yep. In fob. Hey, fine and fabulous fellas of funny. I've been a long time double scoop after being turned onto the podcast from the infamous Ray Cronice episode and haven't looked back since. Oh, nice. Actually met Matt after seeing and loving Alibi last year with my boyfriend. I look forward to getting my two new episodes a week on my daily walks, some of which are done on my lunch break on a high, in a high school where I get loads of hilariously confused looks when I double over with tears of laughter. I've been waiting for something to strike enough to write, and after the great stories of injuries in the theater, I had to share my injury from Once in a Furry? Once in a Furry? Once in a furry. I don't know what that means. Uh, when I was in college, I did as many other poor college theater students did. I took any job remotely related to the field, uh. which in this case meant being the Easter Bunny for my aunt's oh. engraving store in a local strip mall as for the kids' as Easter egg As a furry. As a furry. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love this. Love dressing up like uh, animals. Let's do it. <laughs> I hosted a gig. I hosted a gig the other day. It was a fancy thing at the Smith Center for, uh, and we had to talk to like working artists, and everybody was talking about it. And they really painted this like rose-colored picture of like what it's like to like pursue a life in the arts. You know, oh. you know, we had a, a, an oboist from the uh, Philharmonic. We had a, a ballet dancer. You know, fourteen-season ballet dancer, and uh, one of the actors from Jersey Boys. And so, like four questions, and I was like, "All right, listen, we're painting a pretty rosy picture here, but let's talk about the gigs we've done to pay the bills." Right. You know? And so, uh, uh, and of course, I capped mine off with uh, DJ Justin Bieber, uh, my DJ Justin Bieber story, because I was like, "We should all know what we do." You know, when we're not we're not working on television shows or podcasts. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, as I'm sure you're all, well, maybe not Jacob, have experienced in those furry suits, your vision is poorly lacking. Uh, uh, particularly that in which you cannot look down or see anything lower than eye level. Yeah. So as I waited in the back staff room for my grand entrance to wave to the kiddos, uh, making my way around the the counter, unbeknownst to me, was one of the work uh, one of the workers was crouched down getting something from the bottom oh, shelf. Oh boy! As I'm waving like a fool and paying no attention, I somersault in the air and fall on my face. <laughs> Pure adrenaline rush. 
I pop up, I, I pop up and think that I'm fine. But then, forgetting my magical world of mythical bunny of Easter, pull my head off to examine my head, and oh! blood is gushing down my face, <laughs> out of my nose and mouth, and all down the white bunny suit. As kids are screaming, it's not real. One little boy says in complete deadpan, Oh, that's no Easter bunny. It's a woman, and she's bloody. Hope you enjoyed me scarring children's lives for the hope of the Easter bunny being real and a non-bloody man. Pulling a head off. Really funny. Pulling a head off and being bloody underneath it. To reveal a bleeding mess in a white costume. Oh. That's good stuff. Icing on cake. Just because it, it makes you feel like the bunny ripped his own head off. Like his blood <laughs> oh, bleeding yeah. from just, just. Um, and uh, why are you wearing that stupid and person again, suit? Like dressing up like a bunny, worth it. Going home with like a broken or bloody nose from a bunny gig, then you're like, no amount of money is worth this. <laughs> this is just not what I want to be doing. Wow. Um, that being said, I'm sure I haven't dressed up in my last animal costume. Character work is is thankless. Damn yeah. near thankless. Yeah. And again, they, they don't think about a person coming up to dress up like as a bunny, to go out as a bunny, and then be undressed as a bunny and go leave. They just think of a giant bunny appearing in the event like, oh, and then a giant great. bunny not being there anymore. Right. No one no None one plans for the... Logistics are no. not counted no. for. Uh, cannot wait to come see uh, Paul's Paul's balls in 50 Shades, in all of its 50 Shades glory, and that is Scoopalicky Boom Boom Down. Thanks, Scoopalicky Boom Boom Down. Funny story. Oh, that's great stuff. Balls on parade every oh, six nights a week. <laughs> Balls on parade. Yeah. <laughs> what was that sound you were just making? That, that was, was the, the, that was the guitar. Parade. That was a, from, from oh. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Jacob, Got it. Jacob, have you heard music before? I was, sorry, sorry. Paul I was, was doing making my best music. Tom Morello. Paul was making music. <laughs> I was, I was getting a bite stick for you so you wouldn't swallow your own tongue. The tights don't quite fit. My balls slip out. Balls on parade. Balls on parade. I keep trying to switch over to coming in the name of it. I can't yeah. get it out of my head. Coming in the name of? Yeah. <laughs> my balls are coming in the name of. <laughs> coming in the name of. Uh, that. Uh, a, uh, a dirty. A dirty rage. Uh, against the machine parody band would be good. Yeah, all all <coughs> wiener stuff. What do we got? Gonna come in your faces, Bennett. <laughs> gonna come in your faces, Bennett. Gonna come in your faces, Gonna come in your faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all write themselves. <laughs> fuck you! I'll fuck you if you don't tell me. <laughs> fuck you! I'll fuck you! I'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, I'll fuck you because I'll fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, I'll fuck you because I'll fuck yeah, these you. These are all just layups, fuck man. You, I'll fuck you because I'll fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, I'll fuck you because I'll fuck you. Uh, what, are, what are the other ones? Uh, other Rage Against the Machine songs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Covered Ghost of Tom Joad by Springsteen. <laughs> the Ghost of Tom Chode. <laughs> Layup. <laughs> All right, so do we do a Jack first turn? Because we already did one. No, nah, I think we've already done one. All right. Then uh, I'm going to go ahead and thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. Thank you, Penn. Uh, and I got some alleged thank yous to do as well, guys. Uh, we did wrestling. Should we do a new theme for this one? Yeah, let's do uh, 
These are types of dessert. Types of dessert? Yeah. Okay. I'll start with uh, Graham Whitaker pie. This is Angela Cake Chan. Uh, Jacob Eichenbar. What would what would you do for an Eichenbar? <laughs> Alex Carmel Hopkins. <laughs> Jeff Butterscotch Rice Pudding Harris. Brian White Chocolate Ice Cream. Jonathan Strawberries and Cream. Christmas Cookies. Uh, Jordan Lick Chocolate Off My Belly Button Smith. Chris Scoopacabra Peanut Butter <laughs> Covered Toasties. Justine Scoopo Karma Mel Sunday Cannon. Chris Shellfield Butter Cookie. <laughs> uh, Kevin Breenson Buttle Sugar Pie. Christopher Mooney Pie. Ooh. Matt Handley's Discount Liquor Knockoff Bailey's. <laughs> Dusty Henderson, a.k.a. Mr. Brain Freeze Icy Slush Puppy. R.J. Owen's Sack of Sugar, you know what to do with it. Just make some goddamn dessert. Elizabeth A. White Butter Frosting. <laughs> I like Elizabeth A. White Butter Frosting. <laughs> All right, who else we got, Jacob. Uh, we have the Scoop Squatch, Scorbutic, Susan, the not-so-famous Paul, Thomas Beach, Timothy, Trista Petty, Warren Bro, William Breeden, Jen Brown, Danny Olwine, Christy Salinas, Angela Chan, Alex Hopkins, Brian White, Chris, and Cruz, Chris Scoopacabra SW. Thank you, guys. All right. If you want to be thanked on this show or uh, get access to a different array of, uh, of our, our Patreon prizes, go to patreon.com slash scoop and see what's available for you for just a dollar. Uh, you could be helping us out and make this show possible. Um, we are, we are, we, Ryer Appledorn is finishing up his semester. He's back on board in terms of Patreon deliverables. Our uh, eating videos that were a limited time only are all out. So everyone who everyone who needed their eating videos have been delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've the we've the, the the t-shirts have been a crazy ass headache. But the t-shirts are, should be going out real soon. Thank you for your patience on this first run through. Yes, it'll get better. We we lost several t-shirt companies that we thought we were working with, and now we're working with one that we found that is good. And then in that there was confusion about how many t-shirts were owed to, and we're figuring that all Not right yet. now. Got a bunch of new sketches done, so those will be going out new soonish. St- new sticker, uh, new, new sticker order get ordered in. and coming. Yep. And uh, so we got a lot going on. Uh, we appreciate all your patience with this, and uh, we keep trying to turn it out. I hope you enjoyed our three episode uh, week last week for for your reaching the Patreon prize. Uh, more surprises to come. Thank you, to our audio mafia, our visual mafia, all the people on our social media. You can find us at Hey Scoops at basically everything. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash Hey Scoops at Hey Scoops on Twitter, and of course, go to HeyScoops.com. There'll be changes up coming up on that site soon as well. Big thanks to Nug Nargang, our special guest this afternoon. Uh, please give him a look-see. Uh, follow him at uh, Nug13 on the old Twitters. Thank you for being a listener. Please keep the obelisk going and choose one person only. Choose one other person you want to Just turn on to this one. podcast. Choose carefully and uh, and turn someone else into a scoop. Thank you, Scoop. Ice Cream Sandwich, Ice Cream Socialist, Ice Cream Socialist, Ice Cream Sociopaths. Happy birthday, SJ. Hey. And um, take it away, Dippin' Dots Jack. We'll see you soon. For those of you out there wondering if SJ is now too old for me, the answer, of course, is yes. (laughs) Time to trade in for the newer model.
because anybody that looks at me and then looks at SJ goes, oh, yeah, he can do better. <laughs> SJ, how are Jacob's tits? They're pretty great, right? <laughs> uh, we have some limericks to do here, fellas. Oh, what the limbs? Limericks. <laughs> what the limbs? Everybody loves the limericks. We've got one from dim, 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 Ryan Tate, Lemur Screamer, Creamer. All right. right. Can I have a limerick about following Matt uh, about the following Matt quote? I'm going to go to college and I'm going to fuck some dudes. <laughs> it makes you end up with gonorrhea. In college I take it to light. What's wrong to me seems right. I look across the room and my pants go zoom. As I challenge that hot man to a sword fight. Nice. Uh, Rikov Ivan would like a limerick about uh, Christopher Walken being confused about the word fornication. Please don't dedicate it to anyone. <laughs> Will do. Fornication. In my brain, it's stuck. Trying to figure it out. I've had no luck. What exactly does it mean? On the paper, I've seen. Why don't you just write the word fuck? <laughs> uh, and David Slow Churn Scoop would like a limerick dedicated to all those ladies who climax when their feet are massaged. You know who you are. Jesus. Hillary C. Where are these ladies? I want to know where they are. Hey, oh. That's the kind of work that Paul's even not lazy enough to do, you know? <laughs> uh, what? You're, I've messed it up. You're, even with your sexual laziness, you would. Do that for someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good times. That's what I was trying to get to. That'd be real good times. <laughs> we got there. The worst part was I even knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be embarrassed of the sweat. This experience you won't regret. This little piggy is about to get all hot and sticky and get sucked on down to the market. <laughs> oh! Be careful, get set, and get ready. Those tootsies of yours are so sweaty, but I'll give them a rub with my fingers and thub, <laughs> and you'll come from a quick mani-pedi. <laughs> thub, everybody, thub. Thub. I have two thubs in my hands. Speaking of coming from a thub, Rachel would like a song. <laughs> and Rachel would like a song about uh, Rumchata, dedicated to Paul's command of the English language. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet creamy white. <laughs> Mexican delight. I'll drink you tonight It'll all be alright I want a sweet cream Sweet creamy whites My delicious dream mm. You're my girly drink theme Let's make it obscene Hola Rum chata. Rum 
chata running through my brain. Amen. Rum chata. Let's do it tonight and then we'll do it again. Sweet creamy white. So wrong it can't be right. Sugary sweet. Like it came from a magical sweet cow's tea. Rum chata. Rum chata. You want some of my sweet, sweet rumchata? I do, Mr. Rumchata. It's right here. Zip. Oh, no! It's a dick! <laughs> Rachel, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Scoops. <laughs>